Hello, fellow watch lovers, nerds, enthusiasts, or however you identify. This is 40 and 20, the Watch Clicker podcast with your host, Sandrew, and my good friend, Everett. Here, we talk about watches, food, drinks, life, and other things we like. Everett, how are you? I, I actually don't like anything besides those things. Okay. I didn't say, what do you like? I said, how are you? I'm just saying, we say other things we like. Uh, I, I That's like pretty much watches. it. Those are... Yeah, those are the things. That's, a, yeah. that's the comprehensive list of things that Everett and I enjoy. <laughs> I'm doing, I, I am doing really well. I, you know, working, uh, I've enjoyed the sun a lot. You have a good the, haircut? I've got a good haircut. I went, I, I worked many hours today and I went to the driving range. I saw people. I've interacted with other human beings. My life. Could not be a ton better. I mean, it could be better. I feel like you're gloating a little bit. <laughs> I want to know, what I want to know is, Andrew, how are you? So, as some of you might remember, last week we discussed that I had a mild cold and then an abundance of caution decided to record remotely. You might glean from our audio that we are again recording remotely. We are remote. And our abundance of caution actually paid off. Usually an abundance of caution is just that. No, I have the Rona. Yeah, I, I, I contracted the virus. But not just me. Not just me. My wife and two kids all contracted the virus. Within about 16 hours, we all started showing symptoms. So Tuesday night, I wasn't feeling great. We decided to <clears throat> record remote on Wednesday. Wednesday... Or, yeah. Yeah, your timeline's right. Yeah, my timeline's right. Um, I had a feel, like, I just kind of felt crummy. Thursday, I was like, all right, I should go get tested, you know, just to be safe. Doctor's like, what's well, a good thing you did? You got the Rona. I was like, well, good, because I'm pretty sure I'm dead. <laughs> uh, by, by Thursday, the whole family was symptomatic. Uh, they have all fought it off and are mostly mostly recovered some lingering uh scratchy throats and whatnot i on the other hand cannot shake this thing i haven't had a fever for several days but i am exhausted i have a headache as though there's a railroad spike being twisted behind my eyeballs uh i have a gnarly cough and uh, I get out of breath so easily that I take breaks on my way up my one flight of stairs in my house. Mm. So that's how I'm doing. Fortunately, I have this really great neighbor who has been making deliveries and care packages on my front porch. Uh, you guys may be familiar with her. She is the better half of my co-host <coughs> here. Her name's Kim. And she leaves all manner of goodies on our porch. You know, she, she really is a fantastic woman. Uh, she she does the same thing to me frequently. She like will go to the store and bring me home care packages, uh, with like oftentimes everything I need for a week. Yeah. Well, it's funny because yeah. I I ran out of beer. Like everything else, it's like I had groceries you can get delivered. The way OLCC is, you can get one six pack of beer delivered at a time. When I have nothing to do, nowhere to be and absolutely no achievable goals. It's nothing for me to have a six pack in a day. 
because I'll open a beer yeah. at noon and I go to bed at midnight. That's easy yeah. to polish off a six pack. Sure. So I'm not going to get nine Instacart deliveries a day just to be able to have beer in my fridge. <laughs> so I messaged Everett. I was like, hey, dude, I will I will give you a, a Rona BJ for an 18-pack of PBR. <laughs> <clears throat> and an 18-pack of PBR, popsicles, candy, popcorn, some face mask makeup stuff for my wife, all delivered to my front porch. And we are all very appreciative. So, yeah, that's how I am. Yeah. That's how I am. Now, uh, I, I mean, all things said and done, it seems like, at least thus far, you know, we're, we're what, eight days into this thing. It seems like thus far you guys have escaped the worst of what's possible. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. How are you, um, how are you feeling just in terms of, like, anxiety as a family? Uh, I was pretty scared when the kids started showing really high fevers. Now, my oldest, he is a fever monster. We took him to the emergency room once when he was very young with a 105-degree fever. And the doctor was like, why? Well, they, they say after 104, you should take your kid to the emergency room. And it's not like we've been parents before. So I don't understand what you're making me feel like an asshole for caring about my kid for. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, look, you really don't have to worry about it until they seem sluggish or lethargic. It's like, yeah, but 105 is like really hot. Like, yeah, but yeah. look at him. He's fine. He's playing. He's laughing. Don't worry about it until he's lethargic. So that was kind of our first introduction to his very high fevers. And he'll it's nothing for him to hang out at 104 for three days, like for the entire tra trajectory of, a, of an illness. So um, he was hanging at about 104. Our one-year-old was sitting at about 102. I fortunately never, uh, my, my fever probably maxed at about 102, and I only sustained that for a day. And then I kind of hung out 99 to 101 for a few days. But uh, yeah, we, um, we kind of dodged the bullet on the really severe stuff. Like I've kind of had the whole suite of, like if they've talked about it being a symptom of COVID, I have had it. Have you had any loss of taste or, or smell? That started this morning. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, yeah. And is that that's happening now? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's here in full force. I can feel textures, like real extreme flavors, like spice and and bitter and and sweet. But there's no nuance to it. Mm. Um, but my wife said she had that. She had like the burnt tongue sensation where everything kind of tasted like mush. Brutal. Oh yeah, I'm I'm I got my appetite back finally today because I haven't really eaten in a week like i'd i'd eat maybe five percent of what a normal meal would consist of for me and feel like i was gonna throw up because i just couldn't eat anymore jeez louise yeah it's been interesting i would have brought you some gummies they, yeah. they always make me hungry and nothing nothing was good uh pbr was about my uh about what i could do pbr and water that was that was it I tried popsicles didn't feel good on my teeth. Yeah. It's been weird. <clears throat> yeah. But I'm 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 not feeling worse, right? The, today's the first day that I haven't like developed a new symptom, haven't just like thought I was gonna die. I didn't make it today without a nap. I, I am needing naps like a very old old frail man, but <laughs> Have you, uh, what have you been doing to kill the time? I mean, right, you know, we're, we're 
500 yards, you know, fewer than that, probably 300 yards away from you. I haven't seen you. Um, you guys have been holed up. What have you been doing to kill time? Uh, wrangling kids, because uh, when you work from home, you don't really get to call out sick. So Sam has been working, as uh, has, has been shaving hours as she can. The problem is the kids have never, they never really were down, right? They were ill and they have short tempers. They have short like lifespan between naps before they start to get frantic. But I've been uh, stay-at-home parenting and trying to wrangle kids when Sam's working. Full-time daddy daycare. It's been miserable. A lot of movies. A lot of movies. (laughs) Have you been sleeping a lot at night? No, I have very bad insomnia right now. That's like that's been the most ex- mo- the the most dramatic symptom for me is like you you know when you have bad insomnia and you're 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 so tired and you you are so ready to be asleep that you're just like like you have no coping skills left. All you want to do is just lay in bed and weep, but you can't fall asleep. That has been that's been the worst symptom for me. <clears throat> Man. So yeah. It's brutal. It's sort of surreal, you know. It's like, uh, you, you know, you messaged us on uh, Thursday, mm-hmm. and I was like, "No, are you serious?" Like, I, I thought you were joking at no. first uh, because it came off so like flippant. Uh, but yeah, no. I mean, what else is there, right? Like, it's just I, I got it. I sort of knew. I mean, when when everything started last January, February, when we became aware of it, moving into the United States and getting into pandemic levels. Like I had sort of accepted that it was a foregone conclusion given my work life that I would eventually get it. And this far into it, I was sort of thinking like, oh, I made it. Like I'm to the other side and I'm not going to know what it's like. No, I know what it's like. It's very unpleasant. And I did not get the worst of it. Yeah. Well, geez, man. (laughs) <laughs> I'm really glad that you're here. You know, I think you and I were thinking um, episode, we might skip a week. We might try to record with Will or Mike. Um, but then here we are. He said, hey, I'm feeling good enough to do this, which I'm really overjoyed at. Um, but it's just an odd thing to happen, right? Yeah, it's it's weird. Uh, but I've, I mean, been in pretty good spirits. Like even as... Even as sick as I've been, I've not really had that, like, the end is nigh. Uh, like, when you have the flu and you're certain you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have not had that yet. Um, yeah, it's it's been, it's been a really interesting uh, symptom set. It's been a really interesting sensation because I, I think this is the sickest I've ever been. For, in your life for this for the sustained period right like when you get a severe cold it's like two days three days maybe and you're like man i was pretty sure i was dead you know the flu's the same way you know 48 72 hours and and you're you're kind of cleared up but this has just been sustained misery yeah here you are at a week and still and still really hurting yeah yeah still not um still not there yet but but on the mend uh, well, maybe. We'll see. Certainly not dead. Certainly not dead. Yeah, I'm very, very much like the uh, the Black Knight and Monty Python. Not dead yet. Oh no, that's not the that's not that's the old guy they were taking to bring out your yeah. dead. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not dead yet. That's me. Well, uh, 
really good to have you here on the show because uh, I didn't know that was going to happen this week. But uh, yeah, I mean, since you're here, uh, do, do you have any interest in talking about watches? No, no, it was just <laughs> nice to visit and have a little bit of human interaction. So you didn't get the joke because <laughs> uh, you didn't hear me playing the music, but uh, played a couple notes of the music. <laughs> I, I hear it. I hear it. Oh. It gets piped through to me. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. How about that? <clears throat> How about that? So, shall we? Uh, shall we dive into our topic for the week? Yes, our main topic. Our well, our topic. Our only topic. The the topic, the topic. Yeah, we're talking about watches. We're talking about three watches. We're talking about three watches. For six hundred dollars. No, that's no, wrong. no. We're close. Three though. watches, <laughs> three watches, each for under three hundred dollars, and we've each picked three, so it's actually six watches, six hundred dollars. Double your pleasure, double your joy. It's actually triple, man. Because because I mean it's it's six watches for eighteen hundred dollars. It's cubed. Yeah, I think is it. <laughs> No, not at all. That's not how math works. Oh. <laughs> I'm not smart right now. I'm never smart. <laughs> you, and you're less smart now because you have COVID-19. Yeah, so we're talking about some of our favorite offerings under $300. Some of these are watches that you may be familiar with. Some of them maybe not so much. But these are what we think of as some of the better entry options for people who want something cool something off the off the beaten path yeah yeah you know i think we did a good job we didn't really set any rules Mm -mm. we didn't uh we didn't have to set any sort of limitations on ourselves we're sort of we know how to do this at this point right uh you know standard rules apply neither one of us is going to pick the mako or whatever but Sort of watches that we're interested in, watches that we like, watches that have something interesting about them that you can get, you can get today probably for under three hundred dollars. And I think all six of the watches we're going to talk about today are available, purchasable. Yeah, they are all purchasable tomorrow or as you listen to the show. Yeah, yeah. Well. Do you want to lead it off? So we are, we're a little deeper. Our intro is a little longer because Jesus Christ, you wouldn't shut up. Uh, I'm just joking. Sorry, I haven't had human interaction in some time. <laughs> do you want to kick it off with your first with your first choice? Let's do it. Because I, I think your first choice is probably the most boring of all these. Although it very much belongs on this list. I think, that, I don't think this is the most boring. This is actually one of my favorite available on the market regardless of price point right now uh in in the affordable category right so we're gonna go in the sub sub 600 watches this is one of my favorites that are available right now and first up for me is the timex m79 it is readily available from the timex website at 279 dollars this is sort of the the automatic version of the Q Timex. It's, it's the auto of the Q. Everything else is, I think, identical. Uh, yeah, I'm I, not I, sure if they had to adjust the case any to, to accommodate a different movement. But I, I think it's chunkier. Is I it? think it's a bit thicker, yeah. 
R- regardless, I know with confidence that once you get the bracelet sized, it's very comfortable. It's a very vintage inspired case coming from the era of the quartz crisis. So it's interesting that in the same package as the M79, they're dropping an automatic. Like the, the, the M79 was, you know, one of the killers of the automatic and here they are dropping an automatic movement in it. It's a super comfortable watch. It's a fun watch. It's sporty. It's attractive. And it's very affordable. It comes in three colorways, uh, black on black. So it's got a dive bezel, um, only, th- I want to say, 30 or 50 meters of water resistance. Not much. Oh, 50 meters of water resistance. So, it, I mean, enough. Uh, it's got a black and red and a black and blue kind of Batman-styled uh dual-colored bezel. I mean, we all f- are familiar with this watch, but I think this is, a, this is a cool first automatic. I think it's a cool Timex. It's coming from a cool brand because Timex is doing some cool stuff. They're trying to wiggle their way into that void that, that Seiko's kind of leaving. They're lagging, I think, relative to what we expected from them, but they're still working their way there. And at $279, getting a good value in this. It's uh, They're using a Seiko... Um, Oh shoot! I don't remember the movement they're using in it, um, but they're using a Seiko movement. Yeah, it's a it's a simple Seiko <coughs> automatic. Uh, I don't think it's an NH. Um, mm. I I don't think it's an NH movement, but but it's a decent movement. It's uh, it, this is a great watch. Uh, it, a little thick, right? Yeah, just a, touch a, on a little the thick chunky. Side. So fourteen and a half thereabouts. Um, but really decent proportions, 40, 40 millimeters across. It, it does carry an 18 millimeter strap. I think that they could have bumped that up to 20. Uh, the, the stock strap on this, or the stock bracelet on this thing flares a bit. But I think on a, uh, you know, on a NATO strap, it maybe looks a little bit dainty on the... On, on the yeah, going with the 18, it's, it's a little weird. But the way that, the way that mesh uh, kind of styled bracelet is, it, it fits very nicely. Uh, and I, I like that bracelet um, quite a bit. I've um, I haven't taken mine off of the of my queue. You, you know, I, I think that you're I think you're in the minority there of people who who really enjoy that. But I know that you you actually enjoy it. Uh, mm-hmm. you, you know, having talked with you about it, I think some people say they like the thing because they're sort of pot committed. But I know that you actually like that. So uh, <coughs> you, you know, you never know, right? And you it's, never it's know worth what you're going to like. Uh, well, I I like that choice. It's a, it's a good choice. It, I do think it's the least interesting. It, maybe not boring. I said boring earlier. I think this is the maybe the least interesting of all our choices. Today. I think it's the most expected. I'll accept yeah, that. That's right. Well, my my first watch. This is a watch we've talked about on the show before um, because I I actually uh, spent some time with this watch. Uh, I have on my list the G M lang trail seeker uh and i love this watch man i love this watch so for 399 dollars excuse me 295 dollars that's a pre-order price you can get a fantastic fantastic go anywhere do anything watch i do not think that there is another watch in the world available right now 
<coughs> for 299 bucks, excuse me, that's as good as this watch. It's an it's it's an original brand. Mm-hmm. It's a we'll say relatively original design. It, it's not an homage to something. It's not a ripoff of something. This is a a brand made by a couple. There's a picture of them on the website. Real human beings. Uh, a fantastic case. Fantastic finishing. A really pleasant dial. Uh, my one criticism in this watch may be the handset. I just don't personally love the handset, but it's very well done. BGW9 on the hands and dial. Uh, 10.4 millimeter case, and then I think it's a little bit bigger than that with the domed crystal. Yeah, the, the domed crystal, and it's uh, 1.7. Miyota 9, 9 series, Miyota 9000, uh, 9039 movement. 200 meters of water resistance, screw, dra- screw down crown, big sapphire crystal. I mean, this is a... For, and a fantastic oyster bracelet. All right, maybe we're not supposed to say oyster. I don't know. But a fantastic oyster bracelet. Uh, there is z- nothing, nothing objectively to criticize about this watch. Zero. And at 300 or excuse me, I keep doing that. At 299 bucks. Whoo-wee. And, and here's the crazy part. I don't think there's, an, there's a better watch on the market than this right now. Once pre-order is done. Final final cost to you, the consumer, is three hundred and sixty five dollars. It's come. It comes in three awesome colorways. Really cool, kind of powdery blue, a sagey. They call it Chisos Mountain Green, uh, sage green, and then a a, a gilt, uh, yeah, a, a gilt dial. I agree with you on the handset, but I think they they did a good job executing the handset. And I'll say too, yeah. the photos that are on the website don't really do it justice to this watch in person. Mm, nope, not not at all. This this thing, this was a really really good surprise. Yeah, you know these photos on the website, I think, are actually a bit of a miss. Uh, I I think that the opportunity to really showcase this watch was there, and I'm sure. They have very, very small margins, right? Yes. They probably do not have a bunch of cash to throw at a photographer. But <coughs> in this world that we live in, um, there there are ways around this. So, so I do think the photos are a bit of a miss because the the watch, this watch, is really truly phenomenal. And, and um, the, the details that they that they decided to hit on one of the, I think the best details on it is the on the interior inside of the lugs you've got a chamfer so you don't have just a flush lug to end link connection i think that's really common in the affordable segment to to cut down on some of your milling procedures cut down on some of your manufacturing costs they really landed the details the finishing on this watch was terrific great big chunky crown very sporty feeling it they just kind of nailed it all the way around yeah, you know the uh, th- those polished uh, those polished chamfers are all just excellent. I, I mean, it it's not going to compare to a thousand dollar watch, no. r- right? It, it's not. I mean, it does compare, but it's not going to be a direct comparison to that. But it, this 
in I think as good as any five hundred six hundred dollar watch that you can find in terms of finishing. Yeah, absolutely. Designs there, price points there, functionalities there. This is this is a that we should we should rate this on our scale and just see how it lands. I think it would do exceptionally well. Yeah. What's next? <laughs> next up for me is a is a brand I think we've only talked about ever in passing. It is the Caravel model four three B one six six. And I think the only time we ever would have talked about this watch in passing was when we talked Bulova. Now Caravel is still a subsidiary of Bulova. It trends toward their fashion, their affordable fashion brands from Bulova, even though right now Bulova is kind of just a fashion brand. Um, they're, they're doing some good things, but there's so many hard misses. I just, I want to see more Bulova tradition. They've, they've got such a rich heritage that they could really be leveraging, and I don't think they're doing a good job with that. Now, this Caravelle, designed by Bulova, model 43B166, is a tonneau cased. Yeah. Yeah, I'd call this a tonneau yeah. case. Yeah. We'll call it a tonneau case. Kind of diver, driver style. Again, very vintage inspired with the blue and orange feel. 50 meters of water resistance. 11 meters th- or 11 millimeters thick and i think that was one of the things that like really drew me to this is this is a very thin kind of sporty driving watch i think is is going to be the best fit for this no, it's not a chronograph in- but it's a very driving feeling very racing world inspired watch i've got this at, a, at 11 meters at 11 millimeters thick that's what i said oh okay isn't it i don't know whatever probably 50 meters of water resistance 40 millimeter case it's a quartz movement um there's nothing particularly special about this watch but it's still a very cool watch and it's 125 dollars so for me for my money if i'm looking for something just a little bit sporty kind of fun dip my toes in the water of, of off the beaten path. This is something that I'm going to be looking to very classically designed dial, cool colorway. And the only, for me, the, the bummer is that it's coming on a, on a throwaway NATO. You know, I gotta be honest. I, I actually hate this watch. Uh, I hate your face. <laughs> and, and, and it's not because uh, it, it, it's not because of anything it's doing. I just think it. This is a, um, a, a not particularly <coughs> pleasing watch. I, I don't really love the colors. I don't love the markers. I don't love the big crosshair. But I think that this does all the things it's trying to do really well. And and, and so for someone who sees this and thinks, I like the style of this. Um, you know, Caravelle I think is a is a underrated brand. Yeah, you know, absolutely. It's gonna, you know, it's going to be made well. The details on this are are unobjectionable to me. I, mm-hmm. I, I think the date window execution is great. I think the handset on this is is really good. Some people are going to say the hands are stubby. 
um, and and that might be true. I don't mind it with the big with the big sort of heavy uh, chapter ring. Is that what we're going to call that? I'm not sure. Yeah, um, I think we have to call it a chapter ring, but I don't know. It's it's it's. Yeah, it's it's just inoffensive. I I think I I I don't love the style, but it, it, it's it's inoffensive, and I think to the extent you see this and you think, I like this. I like the way it looks. You could do a lot worse than this. Oh, absolutely, and it's one hundred and twenty-five dollars. This is this is the dip your toes in the water of watches episode. For those of you not willing to drop the full three hundred, look at in that sub one hundred fifty, sub two hundred dollar range. This is a good place to be looking. What, what, what have you got up next? <clears throat> My next watch, this is a watch that I've looked at about, I don't know, 2,000 times. I haven't picked one up. In fact, I, I promised someone once that, that I would get one of these, uh, and, and, and I didn't do that. Uh, obviously um but but i'm gonna do it someday what i've got here this is the marathon pilots navigator watch so uh those of you who have had personal conversations with me about watches know that i'm a big giant sucker for an asymmetric case and this is the mother of yeah. all asymmetric <laughs> cases maybe short of like some of the Shigaro, uh, design watches, you know, besides those, this is... Yeah, but those are kind of weird. Yeah, well, and, and I'd say this is kind of weird, too, but you, you know, this has got a dive-style bezel on it. It is a fully resin case. Uh, it's got a high torque quartz at a movement. It's that F06 movement, mm -hmm. which, you know, I, I don't know a ton about torque ratings in quartz movements uh you, you know what they're good for but torque they're good for torque that's 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 right um you, you you know i i think that the idea is that it's going to be able to operate in in, in many environments and 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 proceed through stress i think the sound you're probably going to get on that is probably higher too you're going to on each beat it's like a a diesel engine. Yeah. Uh, it, it, this has got tritium tubes for luminosity. Love it. Which is cool as shit. Um, <clears throat> it's got 60 meters of water resistance, so a, a little bit higher than, I think, your typical field watch, which uh, maybe, is ex maybe is expected. 41 millimeter uh, is the size rating, but I think that these wear significantly smaller than that. I would think so because uh, the dial is so small. It's got such a thick bezel. I, yeah. That's like a 38 millimeter dial, maybe less. Yeah, I think it's less than that. I think it, that, that it's significantly less than that. So bi-directional bezel, uh, 13 millimeters thick, including the crystal. And these guys, uh, Marathon, I think is, is sort of well known for using flat crystals. Mm -hmm. 20 millimeter lug lug width. So if you've been listening to the show and if you listen to the things we say, all of your watches will fit, um, or all of your straps will fit on this watch. It it, it is it, it is uh I I believe a fixed lug system. So you, you're not going to be able to put like your alligator 
uh, in there or whatever. I do think you're going to need a pass through. You could get um, a pass through gator strap though. That, <laughs> we should we should start a watch company and just do pass through gators. That's a, a pass through croc, exotic pass through straps. Man, it's, that says I want to be I want to I want to be formal, but I came to party. <laughs> Ostrich, <laughs> ray, kangaroo. <laughs> Take your pick. So yeah, I I actually just think this watch is weird and fun and you, you know a ton of bona fides so uh, you know they they say this on in the description when you go to the website i don't know if this is true or not uh but they say they it was requested by kelly air force base uh and they made it for them basically someone at kelly air force base in procurement said hey we want something to meet these specs and so they made it for the air force um you know something that can withstand withstand pressure changes, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So the, and that's where the the hydro movement comes in. I think these are great, man, and it's just classic, right? It's super cool, and and they're they're unmistakable watches. There's there's nothing else like them. Yeah, it's that's the right. American version of the of the G10. Yeah, love it. <clears throat> <coughs> Andrew, anything else on it? I, well, I don't know. What, what I mean, what, what, what more do you say? Well, I'll, I'll say this: these have NSNs too, which makes them cool. They have NSNs, and, and and because of the very, very specific military application, um, well, well a couple of things. One, this is a super military dial. You look at this; it's got that H three. It's got the radioactive symbol, uh, but also they come in really specific military colors so th there's a coyote tan i think it's coyote it might be it might be desert sand but a coyote tan i believe and uh like a sage green like a dark mm -hmm. forest green uh and, and and then black obviously and and it's the whole case yeah uh in, and the bezel I, I love it i love the colors um i think there might be a blue one out there too uh i'm not 100 percent on that but yeah, I, I dig the shit out of this watch. Everything they do is really weird, though. All their watches are, are just weird to me. They're all <laughs> like this. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I agree with you, but that that they're that they're weird. I mean, obviously, it's it's a little bit weird, but no, it's a, it's weird, which is okay, right? Weird is not bad. Weird is just weird. <laughs> sure, sure. These have always been on on my list too. Um, just because they're cool and weird and i don't know i feel weird not having one i i really like that tan oh i think i'd get the green one if i got this but but the the tan is really attractive to me so that might be on my list <laughs> what's next for you buddy last up for me i have i think the weirdest watch on our list yes hundred percent. There's no no doubt about that. And and this is from a brand, again that we've talked about that I th I think doesn't get the the appreciation that it very often deserves. Called Yema. Yema. I've I've chosen the Yema LED Silver, ringing in at two hundred and twenty four dollars. And this is very much 
the Hamilton uh, Computron. Or no, it's not. It's not the. That's Bulova's the Computron. The yes, Hamilton like the LED. Pulsar. Yeah, the Pulsar LED. It's a very '80s future vibe. Yes, watch. '70s future even maybe. Yeah, '70s '80s. This is what 2020 is gonna look like. S- silver case big black led screen across the front two crowns red luminous marker or red illuminated uh uh cells this is led yeah led cells like right they're cells (laughs) yeah sure i don't know this is such a cool digital watch this this is really an homage to the original LED or LCD screened watches. But here's what makes it better. 20 millimeter lug width, 100 meters of water resistance. It comes in, uh, I think, a black also. Um, But this is just that silver case, super, super vintage feel to it. This looks right out of a Space Odyssey cool digital watch if you're the type of person who prefers digital watches uh i'm kind of one of those people i love me a good digital watch and this this fits the bill for me i love it yeah you know i think that what i like about this watch is it's a new design um it's from a meat company. Yum is a super cool company it's made in france <laughs> uh it's it's doing the the vintage thing without being over the top, right? It's got, it's got great case design. I almost wish that they would have made the, the bracelet a little bit less retro. This is <laughs> oh, <laughs> flat square, like flat rectangle bars. Mm-mm. No, that's perfect. You know, I, I don't mind, I don't mind the aesthetic of the bracelet. I, I just wish that it would have been a little bit less 80s construction, right? Or 70s construction, mm. you, you know, they, mm-hmm. they could have done this in a way that's not quite as uh, shitty. Perhaps. That's the word I'm looking for. Perhaps, but, yeah. But, but, you know, then prices go up and I, and, and I don't this isn't a cheap watch 250 bucks it's not a cheap watch no it's it's not a cheap watch but it's i mean it's not meant to be a cheap watch it's meant to be that that reach back into the age of yore for these vintage futuristic watches that now when you look at them it's like god that's what you thought the future was going to look like it's an octagon this thing is this is shaped like a stop sign (laughs) yeah yeah but it good, looks good. It's so cool. And, and, and there's nothing extra. I, I, I like that about it too. You know, they could have easily, um, yeah, I, I, they could have screwed this up. I, I think my very favorite detail of this watch is the engraving of the Yama logo on the, on the dial watch at the six o'clock. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's, it's deep. It's deeper than you expect it's going to be. And, it's really just well done. I, I, I love it. That sort of vintagey swoopy Y. Yeah. I, yeah. Really good. For no reason. That's the only, only thing on the dial besides the, the LCD screen across the middle of it. Yeah. <laughs> the chamfers yeah, on the ed- edges of the case look great. Like th- th- this was a very deliberately and well thought out designed watch case. Yeah. 
This yeah, wasn't it just slap it together too. and set it to market. Very cool. Well, well, can I talk about the last watch we're going to talk about? No. Please? Now you may. Okay. <laughs> so my third watch, R6. This is really quality content, you guys. Uh, our sixth watch for under $300. I believe this is a brand we've never talked about. I don't think show. we have. I've talked about this brand a lot. I know you've talked about this brand a lot, but I don't think we've ever talked about this while uh, the red light was on. Uh, this is the Woolbrook Skin Diver. You know I'm a sucker for a skin diver. World Time Mecha Quartz Watch. Could they have packed uh, any more cool things into this watch? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I just love these. You, 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 you guys, you guys who listen know I like a skin diver. You, you guys who really know me know I really, really like a skin diver. And this is, in my mind, the form factor the appropriate form factor for a skin diver watch. So when I say that, I mean, we've got these squared lugs, this single plane top case, uh, a very smooth bezel sloping down slightly. This is a fucking skin diver. So many skin divers, quote unquote skin divers, you didn't see my finger quotes there, uh, exist. And they don't do these things. When I hear the word skin diver, I want it to look like this. Um, <clears throat> Woolbrook is an interesting brand. I don't know a ton about them, and and and, and maybe that's uh, that's my bad. Uh, they do a lot of automatic stuff. Um, this is Mecha Quartz, and when we say Mecha Quartz, my mind goes to Chronograph. This is not a Chronograph. This is a three-hand Mecha Quartz. I think. This movement was introduced by Seiko in 2018, so it's it's not new, mm -mm. but this is one of their three-hand VH movements. This is the VH31 Mecha Quartz. Uh, I, I think that the that Seiko using the term Mecha Quartz in this context is a little misleading because I don't really think that there's anything mechanical about this. You know, in, in the chronograph context it, it's it's actually a mechanical chronograph functionality on a quartz module this is just a quartz module but it's been tuned such that the second hand beats four times per second so i think that's why they it, call it mecha quartz is so it looks like a mechanical movement unwinding yeah, I, I, i'm sure uh with that said i don't think that there's actually <laughs> anything mechanical going on here um but this is a going to give I don't know, perhaps the illusion of a, of a mechanical beating um, movement. It's going to be a smoother sweep. Now, these aren't like an Accutron, right? They don't sweep. I mean, the Accutron you know, is the smoothest sweep on the market. Yeah, maybe spring drive. Yeah. It, it, maybe spring drive is, is smoother. I don't know. Uh, this isn't going to be like that. So it's definitely got a little bit of a tick to it, but... It's it's not a, a one second tick, so it's got that illusion. If that's important to you, and, and, and you know, I think watch people sort of quickly sort of askew the the notions of you know faking a, a mechanical movement or whatever. 
I, I don't know. I think that that's something that maybe you might want, and it's something I might want. So I mean, automatic I, movements are they're shit. They're soulless. They wind themselves. If it's not a hand cranker, it's not a watch. <laughs> so this is a quartz, so it's going to last. I, I think the battery life on these isn't great. Uh, two, years. two years, which is fine. Um, I just love, I love the aesthetics. This is really inoffensively retro styled. I love the bezel. It, it, this is a, a classic, a classic world time bezel. You get Denver, Chicago, uh, San Juan, uh, Moscow. So, uh, how you use this bezel, I'm not, I'm not for sure. I don't really care. I've gone with the version. There's a few different versions of this. I've gone with the black bezel version of this with the mint green, the minty green loom. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't really like Fotina. And this is the opposite of Fotina, which, which that, that's always going to be my choice. It's, it's a little radioactive. Yeah, <laughs> it is. I don't mind it at all. I, I, I don't mind it at all. So, um, you, you know, there's other options. There's a stainless bezel that I think is gorgeous. Uh, and there's like a red bezel, a blue bezel. You can get this thing on a bracelet, sort of a, uh, a not quite beads of rice, but almost beads of rice type bracelet. Kind of jubilee jubilee that's yeah. right uh, i i like this on a pass-through i'd probably wear this on a pass-through <laughs> uh and, and maybe that's partially just because i don't love that bracelet but this thing's freaking cool man it, it's I, really I cool love it. i think that red bezel is kind of singing to me right now because it's also yeah. got white loom blue yeah bezel's that's cool right. too the blue and the the blue and the red bezels both have a really traditional white loom and i think you can get the stainless with the white loom as well looks that way yep I love the so, font. So great font. 239. Yeah, yeah. Great font. This is a killer watch, dude. Uh, I, I love this thing. You know, uh, I was introduced uh, to this watch through Pete chilling with watches and, and our good friend Joe Frost. So uh, I, I haven't been on this, but I think I may need to. At 239 bucks, this is, this is a good watch. I dig it a lot. Yeah, this is one that we need to get in and get some pictures of. And I, I like this. Good find. Andrew, 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 my friend. Uh, other things? Do yeah. you have any sort of uh, upper respiratory infection type uh, uh, medications that you want to recommend to the people at home? Or uh, you know, PBR. Um, people people don't talk <laughs> enough about the about the importance of disinfecting yourself from the inside, um, and I think it's an often overlooked uh, precaution and also uh, treatment regimen. Have you been drinking bleach? Because I've heard that that might be uh, a reasonable way to deal with it. I was mainlining that shit. Okay, good. Yeah, and you'll notice my recovery has only been hindered. Right. <laughs> uh, full disclosure, don't drink or mainline bleach. We, we should be really clear that that's not something we would ever condone. Uh, for my other thing this week, I have, I, I got in the mail today a new piece of of hunting gear from a company that I don't know if we've talked about before. In fact, I'm pretty sure we haven't. It's from a company called FHF Gear. And they are... um, That is an acronym for Fish Hunt Fight. And it is a veteran-owned, American-made... Well, maybe it's not veteran-owned. I think I might be mistaken about that. 
It doesn't matter. <clears throat> it is a... It looks veteran-owned, which is why I think that. Um, now, it is a American-made, kind of tactical-inspired outdoor gear company. And they do um, primarily load-bearing equipment, not packs. So what I got from them is a new binocular harness. And their binocular harness is unique because, it, number one, it's molly-paneled. So I got the Bino Harness Pro M. And these are available for $110 in, I think, seven different colorways. What's really cool about this is they have molly panels on the sides and bottom that let you integrate all the other junk that you have to carry with you or you really should be carrying with you when you're hunting or fishing. Your GPS, a rangefinder, bear spray, take your pick on things. And they have molly attachments and gear that all fits and integrates nicely. And for those of you who hunt, fish, backpack, you know that when you finally get a pack system you like, that company, and usually some other companies, make about 100 million accessories that all nicely integrate into your pack system. So for this, it's my binocular harness that I basically never take off just sits on my chest the whole time I hunt because I need my binoculars there. I also need my calls, my rangefinder, my lighter for my wind checker. All this stuff that like otherwise fills your pockets and gets stuck. And I've never found a uh, bino harness that just that fits right. They're all kind of like meh, meh. These are money. I hunted last year with a friend who was wearing one, checked it out, absolutely loved it. I got mine in the mail today, and it is just as good as I remember. Um, so if you're in the market for new bino harness or kind of anything of that ilk, they've got a chest rig and a whole pack out for turkey hunting. They've got chest rigs for fishing. They've got hand warmers that integrate to these harnesses and chest, chest mount systems. Take a look at them. They are, I, I think, worth every penny. You know, I think what I like about uh, this company, I'm just looking through the website right now. So, and, and also the owner's a law enforcement officer. So it doesn't look oh, like he, is. yeah, it doesn't look like he was, he's a vet. Although maybe he is and he would say, well, I think what I like about this company is just looking at the website, you can tell that they make this stuff for people who are going to use it. And, mm -hmm. and that knowing that they've decided to, uh, add a lot of stuff to their website that you might want to buy so they've got buckles yes for three bucks you know they've got just male ends of the buckle for a buck they've got these they've got their pull tabs they've got their their triglides on the website for for 50 cents they've got buckle straps so they've got um, the shit you break yes Right. And, and even even if it's really good shit, you're going to break stuff. You know, they've got equipment fasteners, webbing management keepers, uh, molly straps. Uh, you, you know, they've got they've got the stuff on here that people are going to use. Uh, I, I love it, man. I, I really <coughs> like it. You know, it, it's so easy to break a, a buckle on a pack and then the pack you step useless. on it. You, yeah. you know, and, and you can go to the, you know, the outdoor supply or whatever and get something. And replace it but this is their own shit you know you're going to be able to restore this in a year or two years or three years whenever uh you, you know you've used the shit out of it and need to re restore it i love it one nice partnership they have 
they have a partnership with the uh, with the holster company Razco R A Z C O, and they make a holster and integration platform that hangs on the molly webbing on the underside of these pouches, and then integrates in the buckle system with your pouch. So that for those of you who do a significant amount of hunting, fishing in grizzly country, can have a uh, holster that's not encumbered by your pack straps or uh, waist belt. And, and you know, theoretically, Molly should be interchangeable across all brands, right? Molly was, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I think created by Natick uh, in the late '90s or mid '90s, and uh, so all Molly gear should be interchangeable and compatible, uh, but. But some some companies don't make it the right sizes, right? They don't dimension it right. So yeah, it's not it's not just the right sizes. It's that this is designed the the, the load bearing harnesses of it are designed to interchange with your carry equipment already. Uh, it's not just the Molly attachment that rides on the top of it. It's a it's a nice feature that is clearly uh, designed by the end users. Yeah, that's great. That's cool, man. I dig it. Uh, it, 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 and not just the bino harness, because I think that that's kind of a a, a really discreet uh, package. But all their stuff looks looks super interesting. Uh, it, it's obviously pretty pretty tactical. So it, it, it's if very that's much not your aesthetic. Yeah, it's very much tactical tailor, but for uh, hunters and fishermen. Very cool. So I've got something. I've got something way less badass. Ready like, for it. Like almost anti badass. Okay. But also gear. Also a pouch. Ooh, love pouches. <laughs> I I've got a I've got a pen case. Uh it's a pen case by a company uh out of Japan called Nomadic. Um and this is Nomadic's P E dash O seven case. Now if you're not into pens or pencils, or uh, you, you know, everybody who listens knows I'm I'm, I'm sort of a pen pen nut. Uh, this is a product that I was introduced to introduced to through Jet Pens, which is a fantastic store, and they've got a blog, and um, it's it's just a pencil case, right? It's just a pencil case, but I'd say this thing is about four inches by eight inches um maybe four by nine there's probably dimensions on this somewhere but it but it doesn't really matter it, it's it's about four by eight <coughs> by nine, um and a good inch and a half to two inches thick it's flexible this is a nylon ripstop case um i want you i, I i'm not going to describe this thing right because you're, it, you, you're you doing a really good job continue please you don't need me to describe this thing but what I will say is the utility of this thing is astounding. So I bought this just because I wanted a fancy pen case. And what I found is I use, do use this for pens and pencils. Um, but it has also become my go-to travel electronics pouch. Like your it, chargers and headphones and cables and shit? Yes. Yes. Cables. Um, I can put... A twenty thousand ma anchor power bank in there, four cables, headphones like uh 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 i earpod AirPods Pro case mm-hmm. in there, um, <clears throat> thumb drives, 
an extra battery for my camera and like two or three 18650s for my vape. I can get it all in there and it doesn't like bow it out. It just all sort of like snaps in there and feels great. Um, it, it's the perfect sort of uh, material for that. It's got some stiffness. It's got a number of storage places. So it's got a big center zip case, but everything's flexible. So it all can shove to one side if you want to have it be a big bucket. Um, it's got a number of like mesh pockets inside to kind of stuff stuff in. It's got a big zipper pocket inside. The main zipper, all the zippers <coughs> are great. And then it's got an outside pocket too. I mean, it's it, it's sort of like nerdy 90s kid stuff. Like every 90s kid would be like, this is fucking awesome because it's just zippers and pockets everywhere. Maybe that's... It almost looks like Cordura. You, you know... It, it it is almost Cordura. I don't think it's Cordura brand. In fact, I'm sure it's not. But it's got that same feel. It's like a ripstop nylon. Yeah, it, it's not quite as as thick as Cordura. Mm-hmm. It, it sounds a like a beefy better. zipper too, which is usually the failure point on things like that, or the stitching to like between the zipper and the the pouch itself. E- everything's double stitched. The construction is is phenomenal. So, and this thing is a bit ubiquitous in the pen world. People who are into pens know about this case uh and and some people like it some people don't it whatever i think it's fantastic i bought it because they're 17 bucks so we'll, we'll have a link to the in the show notes to the uh amazon but i recommend if you're if you're not opposed going to jet pens that's a great company i love supporting free free u.s shipping uh i think on 25 dollars orders or maybe it's 40 dollars orders i can't remember you'll um, have to get a couple then yeah well you'll have to get that you know some some new zebra pens or something but (laughs) (laughs) that's it man that's all i got that's it huh that's it all right andrew i do have to say i think there was like 15 minutes where i had muted my audio and didn't turn it back on so uh i'll just have to use the board recording for those 15 minutes it'll be fine we'll see how it goes Great. Anything you want to add today before we get out of here? No, I'm all I'm I'm cooked, man. Well, hey, thank you guys. Uh, thank you guys for joining us for this COVID-infected uh, episode of Forty and Twenty, the Watch Clicker Podcast. We're really glad glad to have you. Uh, don't forget to check us out at the website. That's WatchClicker.com. That's where we put every single episode of the podcast, reviews, articles, tons of good stuff on there. Uh, you can check us out on Instagram, at WatchClicker or at and 20 And really, really, this is important. If you want to support us, you can do so at patreon.com slash 40 and 20 uh, Andrew's got COVID and he needs your support. <laughs> so bad. So bad. And don't forget to <coughs> tune back in next Thursday for another hour of watches, food, drinks, life, and other things we like. Bye-bye.